Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Earrings Off. We want to invite you to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook at Earrings Off Podcast and on Instagram at The Earrings Off Podcast. Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Let's get started. Today, Lou and I chat with J.J. Geronimo. J.J. is a light worker, businesswoman, and author that creates a bridge for people to tap into tools, practices, and mindsets. If you're seeking more meaningful connections, more moments of joy, more fulfilling activities, she shares common obstacles holding many back while providing tools many can use off the side of their desk to illuminate their path. And if you're like me, I really was curious about what she meant by off the side of your desk. I could tell you, but you need to keep listening. It's a good conversation, y'all. Enjoy. Welcome, JJ. Thank you. So excited to be with both of you. Well, we are excited to have you. Okay, so tell us, if you're tired of chasing standards that are imposed on you by others and just drowning in to-do lists like many people are, that's always a challenge and you feel that your energy is depleted, what can people do when they start asking questions like, what is this all for or, or now what? Well, I'm very intimate with this question because I found myself asking myself the same questions. I think, I don't know, when we're young, people think, oh, when you get there, or you get that title or you get that business off the ground or you get those kids into college, you're going to feel like, yes, I am there. Yeah. And then you're like, am I there? I don't know. It doesn't feel like I think it's going yeah. to. Right, right. Yeah. So for many of us, I think you need to do a little bit of self-inventory. Uh, for me, I had to really look at my commitments, like where am I aligning my time? And when I wrote my first book way back when 12, 13 years ago, a lot of successful entrepreneurs and business people were telling me, align your time, pick the right projects, use your nose. And I was like, but how, how do you do that? Mm -hmm. And so through many conversations, I created this power of no chart, which is broken into six columns. And the first is the commitment. What are you saying yes to? What have you already said yes to? The next column is who's asking you to do it? Are you asking yourself? Is it your boss, your spouse, your significant other, your children, your family members, your church? The third column is does it align to where I am now or where I hope to go next with my goals, desires, dreams? Well, I'm just going to stop you. I'm so glad we are recording this because I'm going to have to go back. This is good stuff. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, and I'll give you a chart. It's easy. But the cool thing is, is like you need to know what you're saying yes to because so many of us say yes to things because we feel guilty. We want to be liked. We're not sure. We do it too quickly. And then before you know it, you're up at two in the morning making brownies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah right? For the picnic, the this, the that. And you're like, I don't even like to make brownies. I need my sleep. And so 
I think for many of us, like understanding your commitment, who's asking you, does it align to where you are, where you want to go? The next column is, does it give you the right energy? Is it something you look forward to doing, something you want to do, or is it something you dread? So that is also a yes, no column. So what it gives you is an opportunity to think about what is being asked of you. So that's the first four columns, right? The commitment, the requester, does it align to where I am or where I want to go? And does it give me the right energy? And when you start thinking about things that come your way as a tool to catapult you to what you do want to work on, you then start to say, you know, do I really want to say yes to this? Or is this something maybe I should give the opportunity to somebody else? Mm -hmm. I love that because when you just said, or should I give the opportunity to somebody else? So many times we think if we don't do it, it's not going to get done or it's not going to get done well, you know? And so that's a different way of thinking about it, giving someone else maybe an opportunity to do something. Yeah. Or even to step up or to learn something. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got to remember, like, when you are more senior in your position or you have done things a long, for a long time, your time is worth more money. You have a different perspective. You bring more wisdom to the table. And sometimes you don't need to be focusing on things that are, you know, a $10 or $20 activity. You need to focus on a $50 activity. And I think for many of us, we say yes so fast that we don't give ourselves the opportunity to think about, is this the best use of my time? Am I the right person? And does this act as a tool or an engine to help me get movement for what I want to impact next? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Very good. It is good. And you have to think about the time. Okay. So the fifth column is time because probably you, you're having this awesome podcast. People are coming to you, asking you questions. Maybe you're speaking. Maybe people are just wanting to get to know you. And sometimes requests come your way that sound fabulous. But when you really dig into them, you realize it's a lot more time than you want to spend. Mm -hmm. So there was a nonprofit in town that worked with women entrepreneurs. And they wanted me to essentially meet with all their mentees. So they had 12 mentees and they wanted me to meet them in person. And I was like, oh, my goodness, 12 mentees. It's going to take me three hours per person by the time I book it, meet them, and then send them an email or follow up afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> 36 hours. I don't have that kind of time to just do that in one month. So I asked the director, I'm like, I would love to help you. Do you have any organized events? And the woman's like, yeah, actually we get together every other Thursday. And I'm like, well, what if I just come to one of your events? I'll come a little early. I'll stay a little bit late. And then if people want to come early and meet me or stay after and ask me questions, I can hang around and then we can follow up with a couple of phone calls. Yeah. And she's like, that would be awesome. And I'm That's like, fair. wait, wait, wait. So I wanted to make sure she, you know, she understood. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to do that in place of meeting them all individually. Uh, yeah. She's like, yeah. And so I took a 36 hour ask all the way down to like four hours. Mm -hmm. And see, I'm telling you, that is so important because when you, when you just reference, sometimes when we look at a commitment, we're just looking at the time we're actually, you know, in the event. But when you just reference all the pre-work, the prep work, and sometimes the post-work that goes with that, it can be a lot. It can be draining. So to actually count up the true cost, that's important. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think for many of us, we just need to say, you know, my, your time is your biggest asset. And if you're keep saying yes to things that drain your energy, you're probably walking around disappointed, angry, frustrated. And if you want to manifest the next thing for yourself, you have to have enough energy to leap forward. And if you're committing to the wrong things, it's a huge deficit you're creating for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So most of us have a few could have, would have desire moments, right? We often get signs or messages, yet we brush them off because we fear looking silly or not having everything figured out from the start before we start, right? What stories are you referring to when you say working on releasing stories within? Mm, Yeah. So, you know, women are notorious for wanting to have everything figured out before they start. Yeah. Guilty. (laughs) Guilty. 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 Well, research shows that, I mean, we can take it back to even applying for jobs, right? Men apply for jobs when they're 60% qualified. Women apply for jobs when they're 100% qualified. That's true. Yeah. So when you are starting to do something new and you put the expectations on yourself that you have it all figured out before you've even done it, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you often take away the opportunity because you're worried or you're fearful that you may look silly or you're not going to do it right. Or who are you to do this now? You might tell yourself a story of why it's not going to work. And for many of us, we have ourselves in a standstill position Mm -hmm. because somewhere along the line, someone told us we had to be perfect or we had to have every box checked or every I dotted. And in the Mm -hmm. reality women specifically are sitting on the sidelines thinking about putting their toe in, but they're not sure what toe. So we're still thinking about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so guilty of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, the research bears what you're saying out. Yeah, it does. Men have, they don't hesitate to throw their hat in the ring or to even believe that they are qualified, fully qualified where we're constantly questioning ourselves and feeling like, no, I don't, you know, if it, if they have five skills, you know, we could be right there, but it's like, I'm not so sure if I've got every one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the media teaches us from a very young age that we're not good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, you know, you name it. The media is a horrible tool for women. I mean, it just, The shows, the comments, the clothing, the expectations of being young. It's just overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So, um, JJ, many of us know we have gifts or messages and all kinds of things buried in us. And we, you know, the thought of changing lanes, it sometimes can seem overwhelming. You know, that's not something that we're comfortable with doing. So how do you define your life's work? Well, I'll tell you, it's been a process. And in my third book, Seeking, I've spent many years trying to figure out who I am and what my life's work is. And when you jump back to what we first started talking about a long time ago, I thought my life's work was in tech. I spent decades in tech, but Mm -hmm. I found myself still 
yearning for more. I found myself unsettled and I had like this inner turmoil that would not give up. And so I started working with energy practitioners. I started learning things about myself that was beyond the corporate lessons of Myers-Briggs and strength finders. I started using birth charts and human design and, you know, numerology and Enneagrams. And I'm really trying to like figure out who am I and what is the work I'm supposed to be doing? So I talk a little bit about this journey in the chapters of seeking. But what I will tell you is that oftentimes we have whispers, we have things that come to us that we often talk ourselves out of not doing. For example, I spoke a lot at women's conferences and I've seen women in all different areas of the country and and even in the world. And there's a lot of women that are like essentially doing great work, but they're not connected to themselves. And so I was leaving a retreat one day, I was leaving a conference one day and it was, I got a message to have a retreat for women outside. Mm -hmm. And when I first got the message, it was just an idea. I was like, that is ridiculous. Like why and how would I ever do that? I don't never bend a retreat. What company is going to allow me to take their women outside? Like I'm telling myself all these things in like 2016 and it keeps coming to me. Like bring the women outside, bring the women to the water, get the women together. And I'm like, you've got the wrong person. You know, like I keep getting these ideas, but I don't know how they're going to manifest. Well, just last week I had my ninth retreat. Wow. You're a ninth one. Yes. And I, yes, I went to, I, so I had this idea and I kept talking myself out of it. And then I finally went to an energy worker in town and she uses a deck of cards. And I'm like, Dora, why, why do I keep having this message? What is coming to me? And she's like, well, what do you think it is? I'm like, well, I think it's some kind of retreat of bringing women together. And she's like, well, why haven't you done it? If it's come to you for two years, I'm like, because I don't know what to do. And she said, JJ, build what you want to go to. Nice. Nice. Lou, this is a word for us. You're teaching us. This is a word for Lou and I. You just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so that's that's what you started with. What would it look like for you that you would like to attend? That is exactly right. And I write about this in my book, Seeking of All the Steps and like even the nerves. And I, you know, I preface this early in our discussion is I too was talking myself down, saying negative things, all of this, but I really had to create practices that allowed me to believe in myself, even when I didn't know what I was doing, because I was called to do the work and it kept coming to me. And so I had to figure out a way, a way to make it so. And I feel like women know the work they're supposed to be doing, but we are often telling ourselves no. Yeah, yeah. 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 And oftentimes though, I think that's because, you know, it's like you're trying to figure out how do I even get started? Like you said, outside. I mean, who's gonna do that? I would tell you to start off the side of your desk. In fact, that's what I was gonna name my third book, off the side of your desk. Yeah. So researching what's out there, seeing who else might be doing something you're interested, making a phone call just finding a location, whatever your idea is, what could you do to start working towards it? Because the universe has a funny way of helping you. If you just, that's true. That's true. Yeah. 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 I saw, I saw an Instagram post recently and it's a, 
um, gosh, I'm trying to think of the woman's name. She's quite popular in the motivational space. But anyway, she said that for years, she'd been comparing herself to others. Why don't I have X number of followers? Why am I not being invited to speak at these conferences? And then she said, she looked in the mirror and she said, you know, you you can do those things and you need to just start believing in yourself and just do it and the rest will follow. And that's kind of like what you're saying. Like if you just take that step and you move forward and toward that thing that it is that you want to do, then the universe will help push you right along. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. And this is like happening in the same week, you know, so I'm getting all of these chills. <laughs> <laughs> these goosebumps and this realization because that is something really and Lou will tell you that I struggle with I have a lot of ideas but I'm very much afraid to just kind of step out on and <laughs> Teresa is like you um JJ she's in the tech um industry so yeah yeah mm-hmm yeah yeah. Well, I will tell you that it is a mind, you almost have to work, you know, mindfulness is something that has helped me significantly. And just listening to YouTube videos or taking some, like a class in your town. But the beauty of it is it allows you to sidestep that monkey mind that constantly tells you, you yeah. can't, you won't, you can't find the money or it's not going to work. Yeah. yeah. And that was a huge game changer for me because it gave me some more room for my whispers. So, and as I'm so telling can you, you talk this, a little, can you talk just a little bit more about how to handle that self self doubt? Yes, yes. And so, when we started this, we started talking our, about our commitments. And I will say, like, if you have an idea, if you want to do something different, if you've heard a whisper, if you have an, something that just keeps coming forward for you, oftentimes you need to find the time. And yeah. so we started with commitments to say, you know, what are you working on that maybe you don't need to be doing anymore? Or what's being asked of you that you could downsize or change the ask? Or mm -hmm. what can you delegate? Because most people need more time to work on their whispers, to investigate or make a phone call or, you know, maybe put a little plan together or just sort of feel things out. So I would tell you for sure that you've got to really pay attention to the commitments that you have so you have time. The second thing you need to do is you have to mind your mind, meaning you need to take inventory on how you talk to yourself, mm -hmm. because oftentimes yeah. how we talk to ourselves is what drives our decisions. And so understanding that talk track that pops up every time you think you're going to do something new or maybe try something different, you will have a series of data or points or stories that will pop in and say, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's the thing. The third thing you have to do is pay attention to what you listen to. So are you listening to positive information? Are you watching shows that are uplifting? Are you monitoring what is coming into your body? Because many of us have to be at a certain energy to really get something kicked off. And yeah. I think for many of us, you know, like really managing the energy in which you reside, making sure you're not talking to that person in your life that every time you get off the phone, you need to do like an energy shakeout, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You've got to pay attention because it all fits together. Where you align your time, how you talk to yourself, what you allow to come into your sphere. Because for many of us that are getting whispers, we have bigger work to do while we're here and that we have to create space, time and 
a place to get this off the ground. And if we're talking to our friend that says, girl, you're crazy, or you're not going to do it, or your mom says, why are you doing that? You need the money for this. Like that is not helping. That is not helping you. You have your own self-talk that you're trying to work around. You don't need other people's self-talk to. Right, right. That's very good. I tell you. So JJ, besides being a, a successful businesswoman and an award-winning book writer, you're also a light worker. I don't know what that means, but I like the, just the sound of it. So what does that mean? Yeah, gosh, I love this. I love this. So as I've been doing my work of really kind of sidestepping myself down and listening to my whispers, I have figured out that I have some amazing gifts that I can help people channel information and really help them illuminate their path. And I think for me, it's really comes through me uh, in suggestions and stories, like people can ask advice or tell me stories or tell me things they want to do. And I can often give them advice. And that for me is a great gift that I'm able to share with a lot of people. But more than that, I have the ability to connect with lots of energy and light workers all over. And for me, it's about creating a community of women that can help women. And I love to do that because I feel like women have so much untapped potential power and impact still left in them. You introduced mindfulness when you were answering the question about handling self-doubt, right? So how has mindfulness helped you and how has it changed your life? Well, mindfulness has definitely been a game changer for me because I didn't realize that there is actually space or the ability to not have that negative chatter happening Uh all the time. I didn't know you could create separation. I didn't know that really some of our life's work is to sidestep that ego chatter and really get into our soul and our energy and the light that comes within us. And mindfulness has given me the ability to mind my thoughts. Okay, nice. I like that. So are there, how how did you get into it? Are there any books that you can recommend? Are any of your books written about mindfulness? Well, Seeking has a lot of tools and techniques that I've used. Uh, I'm for, So my human design is a three. So I like to trial everything and then give the best of the best to my friends and family. And I put them on books. So my book, Seeking, has 74 key findings and a series of questions to help you work through your stories with yourself, maybe your mother, your money, your relationships, your mindfulness. And it really is a workbook to help you hear your own whispers and put them into action. Okay. All right. Wow. JJ, we're going to wrap up, but can you talk just a little bit about, you referenced this earlier, off the side of your desk. So I interview so many energy practitioners and people with their own business, and many of them have started off the side of their desk. So they have their main job where they do all their work. And then over to the side, they might have like a list of things they want to attend. And in fact, on my book Seeking, uh, you'll see it's a computer screen, but then they have all these sticky notes of the other things they want to be doing and then yeah. books they're reading. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. Uh, so it's really like, what are you doing off the side of your desk that is inspiring you and keeping you energized? Ah, yeah. Okay. Like I your like name's Lou for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You too. Yeah, I okay. love that. Yeah, so, so do I. We've we've reached the last of the questions. So we'd like for you to kind of leave 
some parting thoughts, if you have them, with our audience. And as well, please tell us how we can get Seeking and all your other books and your website and any other contact information you'd like to leave with us. Well, I guess my parting thought is if you're listening to this, it's not an accident. If you have an idea or a whisper or something that's come to you, but you haven't done anything about it, it's not an accident that you're hearing this, right? It is probably a message for you to think about how you could take that next step. What could you do this week to just check it out without any expectations, without the pressure of being 100% perfect? What can you do? And, you know, I'll put in the show notes, the power of no chart chapter Mm -hmm. and link so that people can check that out to see how they can reorganize their schedule so that they can find some more time. And then if you're interested in energy practices or listening to women that use tools outside of a corporate America to really get to their life's work, you can join me inside my community at togetherweseek.online. I do live sessions all the time. And I'm constantly sharing what I'm up to to help me on my seeking, which often helps many other people too. And then they share their seeking. So it's a great community, honestly, of women supporting women, of finding different ways to move through life. Mm. I love that. I love that. Yeah. This has been a great conversation, Jen. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being here. Oh, I appreciate the invitation. Thank you. All right. Take care, JJ. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.